again, and welcome to our uh, second edition of the uh, area high school basketball podcast. We've got JJ to my left, at least to the left on my screen. Uh, I'm Jeff Linder. Um, we'll get right to it. It's uh, Wednesday between yesterday's Tuesday games and the upcoming Friday games. I think we're going to have uh, better weather this Friday. But, uh, uh, JJ, you had. Uh, Iowa City West and Prairie. Uh, West won that one in a uh, in a nail biter, right? Yeah, just kind of goes fits a pattern of of the valley. And uh, uh, last night, you know, everybody beating everybody else. So forty nine forty seven final, and West won. And West had lost its previous two games by double digits to um, you know Dubuque, Hempstead, and Cedar Falls, which is playing really well right now. And you know, Prairie came in nine and one and ranked fourth, and uh, it was just it was ironic or not really ironic. It was just different, Jeff, because you know Iowa City West is known for its uh, you know intense man-to-man defense, and uh, you know Prairie was up seven at halftime, and West comes out playing a two-three zone, which you never ever see, and it, it just uh, it changed the game. Uh, Prairie's offense really became. Uh, you know, stagnant, lost its rhythm, and uh, Hawks couldn't make shots. They had one field goal in the third quarter and four points, and, you know, West put up 17 and was all of a sudden ahead and, you know, built the lead to nine and ended up, uh, you know, surviving a last-second three-point attempt uh, by Prairie to win by two. So, mm-hmm. um, like I said, just kind of fits the pattern of the of the Valley, and you look at, uh, you know, up and down the line. Uh, again, last night, you know, a lot of different uh, uh, just – there's no like like we said last week. No great teams, uh, no poor, really poor teams. Um, you never know what you're going to get on any particular night, and mm-hmm. that's great for guys like us, right? But probably yeah. not great for the coaches. So, how about you? What did you uh, What did you well, see? How does that impact the UBC standings? Uh, we got what maybe four weeks to go for the boys. Yeah. Uh, how, how do both the divisions look as of right now? Kennedy's still uh, on top over in the uh, – I get my my names mixed up. I just I just look at them by uh, uh, by division. Yeah. Or just, uh, Kennedy's undefeated over in the Valley Division, uh, has a two-game lead uh, on, on West now. And uh, I guess Xavier uh, has a couple losses, lost to Cedar Falls last night. Jefferson's got a couple losses. So it's looking good. For Kennedy right now, over in the Mississippi division, just a jumbled mess. I mean, uh, Cedar Falls has one loss. Uh, Prairie's now got two in the division. Wallert's got two in the division. Linmar's got two in the division. Washington's got two in the division. Iowa City Liberty's got two in the division. So um, it's just a uh, you know jumbled mess, uh, like I said, and uh, a little bit different on the girls' side. Is that right? Yeah. Um... Iowa City is going to run away with uh, the Mississippi Division, and it's going to probably come down to Waterloo West and Iowa City West in the Valley. So that's kind of how we're sitting right now. Um, the, the, it's not nearly as balanced as the boys is. There's kind of a, a, a hierarchy there, but uh, kind of a little bit of haves and have-nots and everybody in between. So uh, kind of an upset the other night. Uh, Cedar Rapids Jefferson beat Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Broke about a nine-game losing streak, and then they won again last night. So uh, Jefferson's won a couple in a row. I think they're four and nine now, which is 
good to see them uh, getting a couple wins there. But uh, uh, last night I was down at Solon, uh, covered Marion and Solon in a Womack East battle. And uh, I guess I should say doubleheader because I slapped a couple graphs on in the boys game too. But uh, uh, girls game, uh, Marion was pretty much in control. There was just obliterating uh, Solon on the boards in the first half, I think by a 23 to nine count or something like that, which you don't see very often. I had a nice lead, but Solon came out, uh, scored the first 10 points in the second half and forced a lot of turnovers and came back and won the game uh, 53 to 42. Apologize for that sneeze there. Um, That's all right. So, is playing pretty good basketball right now, Jeff, girls? Yeah. Um, the Womack girls are kind of like the, the MVC boys. There's not a, a runaway team, uh, a lot of good teams. Uh, Marion and Solon are definitely two of those. Uh, Marion's got a one-game lead in the uh, the East Division on Solon, and uh, the West. Uh, oh, <laughs> it's a mess. Uh, I think there are four teams with two divisional losses and and uh, one with three. So, uh, Walmart West. Let's see. Clear Creek Mana five and two. CPU four two. Benton four two. Vinton four two. And Williamsburg four and three in the. Uh, in the West Division. So that's uh, kind of how we're sitting as we start to head down the stretch here a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, um, was just double checking. The boys will have their the pods released in, in 1A and 2A on Friday. Uh, and then the, the two bigger classes the following Friday. And then, you know, they'll figure out dates to, you know, do the whole seating thing with the coaches. So I got to think the girls will be coming out here imminently, right? I would think probably in the next week or two, uh, maybe next Thursday or Friday would probably be my guess, or it might be sooner. Um, I'm not sure. So that's something I need to check on. Um, but, the, you know, uh, like like we always say, Jeff, it's so, it's so different the way things are put together because the union, this is the union's deal. Uh, and the association kind of has a hands-off uh, approach other than, assigning teams and in, into to districts and substates and things like that and then they wash their hands of it and just say yeah. oh, coaches it's it's you <laughs> so yeah. um I, I know we've talked about this but i mean do you prefer one or the other or you know is it just make is it okay to be unique this way uh both boys and girls uniformity um you know, I guess if you're going to be the governing body of something, I guess you, you probably should govern and, you know, come out with the, you know, your own pairings. But, uh, you know, if they trust the coaches to do it with the, with the association, that's fine. Uh, I was out um, at Alburnett, actually, the other night. Um, Monday night. I can't even tell you what today is. Uh, was able to see North Lynn, um, you know, North Lynn and Alburnett. That was the first time I seen North Lynn and, this season, and, and we all know their their deal, you know, five starters back, four straight championship games, uh, yada, 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 had the had the losing or the winning streak snapped, 107 games uh, in the regular season, uh, hadn't lost to, to a conference opponent in the regular season since 14. Edco put a stop to that uh, right before Christmas, so uh, looked really good. Um, North mm-hmm. They're starting to come, aren't they? Yeah, um, you know, really took apart a, a really good Albernet team that has an eight night and four record now after winning last night. So, uh, you know, you kind of wondered how the how they would react to 
to uh, to actually lose in a game. And uh, so far, it, it appears to be pretty good. And, um, you know, uh, Northland girls too, right? Yeah, 13, 14 and 1, 14 and 1 right now. And, you know, blistering people pretty good. Uh, they lost their rivalry Saturday game by a point against Denver, which is ranked, I think, number two in 2A. So that certainly wasn't a bad loss. Uh, they beat Springville a uh, week or two back pretty comfortably, uh, double-digit points, I think. So um, they'll play again here coming up pretty soon. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, they're definitely probably headed during their 20-minute season. I think that'll be 12 or 13 in a row. So that's – I mean, that's just crazy. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, Brian Wheatley's done a great job there. Uh, yeah. No question. And – you know, it's 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 got to be fun for him because he, you know, the thankfully the the Tri Rivers get the uh, the girl the girl boy double headers every every week, so he's able to, you know, obviously coach his girls team and then hang around and watch his son play for for the boys, right. for the boys. So that that's pretty cool. Yeah, it'll be the other way around for Hilmer in a few years. Uh, <laughs> I think that there's a ways to go, but before that happens, but I'm sure that will as well. Yeah, Jory, little Jory is five years old, so it's going to be a little, a little bit. So, uh, but she's running around the gym, you know, with boundless energy the other night. So I have no doubt she'll she'll follow her her brother's footsteps, and I'm sure she'll be a point guard. <laughs> yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. What else you want to talk about? Any of the other conferences, Jeff? Oh, well, we touched on this a little bit last week. Um, Saw a really good – well, didn't see it, but I saw the ending uh, online of uh, Jessup girls. They're, I think they're, they won nine in a row. They're 12-2 and two now. Uh, beat Summer Fredericksburg on a last-second uh, three-pointer by Amanda Trepto uh, overtime the other night. Uh, they're in that new reconfigured NICL, uh, East Division there, and uh, uh, seem to be well on their way to winning that. So – so that uh, Lauren Wilson uh, from Springville, uh, she uh, put up what did they, what do they call that a fifty burger? Is that what the kids call it these days? She scored fifty yeah. against uh, Central City on Monday, and then uh, the following la- night, last night, she um, became Springville's all-time leading scorer for girls basketball, which is a pretty good accomplishment with uh, with the kids that they've had for the last uh, twelve to fifteen years. Uh, they had the really good class. Uh, Team that got to the finals, won a state title in 08 and got second in 09. And then they had the, the Menster and the Hosley years not too long ago. And uh, now they got the, the Wilson and the Hosley years, uh, you know, kind of their uh, Springville 3.0, I guess, if you want to call it. But uh, uh, you know, to be at the, the top of the heap of uh, the girls they've had there the last 15 years is, is saying so. And the boys have had a nice run too, um, you know, and many of the same names, brothers and brothers and sisters doing their thing. So uh, they have they they beat Edco last night, uh, as a matter of fact. So a real nice win for Springville, and uh, they've had two guys go over a thousand point uh, mark for their careers this season: uh, Rendon Wagaman and and Luke Menster. So uh, you know that's quite an accomplishment. And I got one for you here, Lindy. You're, you you're gonna love this as an old an old school basketball guy like I am. Uh, ben DeMillionaire of Belle Plaine went over a thousand points for his career last week. Okay. 
all of his career points, none of them have been from the three-point line. None. Not one. And <laughs> as, as a matter of fact, according to his coach, Justin Northrup, he has never taken a shot in his four-year career from outside the lane, outside the paint. Uh, has to be a fellow on that team that's got a lot of assists. Yes, yes. And, I mean, he's, he's probably like 6'4", so he's not like an over – he's not an powering presence inside. Uh-huh. But uh, Coach Northrop just kind of told him when he came into the program, he goes, your strength is on the interior, and I, that's kind of where I want you to shoot. And uh, he's kind of taking that to the extreme. So That's yeah, okay. Uh, yes, 100%. That, 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 is, that is earning your 1,000 points, not getting yeah. any outside the line. So the free throw line quite a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit, quite a little bit there. So he probably makes up for some of those, the lack of three pointers with the free throws, but uh, refreshing. And uh, how's Belplane doing this year? Belplane, I just was looking at the sickle standings here. Um, has a nice, you know, uh, that's a good program. Um, one last night, so nine and five overall. Uh, Iowa Valley actually has the lead in in the uh, the South Iowa Cedar East there, and then uh, South Iowa Cedar West North Mahaska uh, has a game lead on on Montezuma, and uh, looks like uh, you know we, we talked a little bit back to the sickle English Valleys has, has been a nice story. Had the first winning record they've had in. Jeez, uh, I can't even remember what it was. Forty years, maybe something like that. Last year. And they're looking at, uh, to follow it up for, the, I think, the first time in school history with back-to-back winning seasons, and they're like 8-5, and five, I think, uh, right around in there. Uh, and Caden Hall is a kid that just went over 1,000 points for his career. So uh seems like we're getting a lot of those. I mean, is that – you don't want to say it's not special, but uh, is it more commonplace, do you think, Jeff, 1,000 points for a career than, than it used to be? For one thing, teams are playing more regular season games than they used to. They're playing 21 now. We were in school, they played 18 or 19. And I think the fact that there are lower numbers, I think it's easier for a kid to come in as a freshman and uh, contribute right away and uh, and uh, get some, some points early in his career. Uh, you, uh, you kind of see it the same way? Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, that's fair. Uh, I think, you know, with the advent of AAU ball, um, you know, kids probably come, come in as freshmen, uh, a little more prepared, uh, a little more advanced maybe uh, skill wise than, uh, than, than maybe back when you, when you and I were way back in the old days, when, when we, you and I were going to high school, just my thought, just my theory, I guess. So um, Um, I I, I was never that skilled. So (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah, you, you and me both. So, yeah. um, what else you got coming up here this week? I guess. Uh, well, I, guess. Um, I got West City Team Two. Uh, this time it's at West, and uh, I think uh, it's fair to say those are the two best teams in the area. City High still undefeated. Our only area undefeated in girls. Uh, West has two losses. One of them is to City High. It was sixty-five fifty-two when they played over at City High. So. Uh, expect a, a really competitive game over there and uh, probably be the same for the boys as well. How was, how's the gym at City High? I haven't been there yet. The new gym. It's, it's, they got it completely right. Uh, it's, uh, the steps are kind of steep, so 
room and uh, kind of pack a lot of people in. Okay. Uh, room, it's not a shallow bowl, but it's steep, and I think that probably helps keep the noise in there too. It's loud. Uh, it's it's a beautiful facility. That's great. That's great. Long overdue. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not, you know, not trying to say anything bad about the old gym there, but it was small. <laughs> it was probably a 2A, 3A gym in a, a 4A school. Tell us about the new member of the WAMAC conference, Jeff. You wrote, you wrote that story this week. Yeah. Um, the Grinnell Tigers will be coming to, uh, to the WAMAC um, in two years. So the WAMAC's going to operate as, a, as an 11-team league next year when Beckman and Coca to leave. So Independence is going to go over. It's kind of a band-aid for one year to the East Division. And then they've got two or three models um, on how they're going to divide the divisions after uh, once Grinnell comes. Um, Grinnell and uh, my guess is they'll probably go East-West, but they may go North-South. If they go East-West, that would mean um, Independence and Center Point would join the present East teams. Which would be Solon, Mount Vernon, West, West Delaware, Delaware, and CPU. Okay. Um, so, so it'd be Solon, Mount Vernon, Marion, CPU, West Delaware, Indy would be in the east, and everybody else would be in the west. The other format would be north, south, and north would be um, CPU, Marion. Uh, West Delaware, Indy, Bend, and Fenton, and then everybody else would be in the South. So, uh, in both scenarios, each team kind of has a, a partner that uh, you know, kind of a natural rival that it sounds like they'll be they'll be staying with. Uh, they won't be splitting up uh, uh, West Delaware Independence, for example, or Benton and Fenton, Melbourne and Solon. Those those uh, schools will all uh, sounds like they're going to be together. South Tame and Grinnell would be the uh, you know the, the uh, partners there do you does this make sense from a grinnell standpoint as far as you're concerned well, that's a better uh question for our friend nathan ford but uh, <laughs> i think so um you know i talked to the ad last week and uh that school is kind of stagnant as far as enrollment uh, a lot of schools in that conference are growing or or at least uh, staying even, you know, it's Dental Center Crimes, Norwalk, Indianola. Those are growing suburban schools. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with Pella Christian. It sounds like they may opt for some, some smaller waters as well. Uh, I guess what I would do if I was in charge of things, I would uh, probably combine the, uh, the Little Hawkeye and the, the Raccoon River and maybe go with an east-west format there, which, is, which would be basically all the, the Des Moines suburban schools. The smaller Des Moines suburban schools. Uh, heard anything? You know, obviously Waterloo East is is leaving the valley. Um, is there anything out there as far as as, as things maybe the the valley might do right now? Nothing imminent. Uh, I, I, think they're gonna, I think they're going to operate with fifteen for now. Um, they offered three schools a spot. Uh, they said no. Uh, Clear Creek Command said. Maybe, but not yet. I think North Scott was the other one. They said, no, they're happy in the back. Um, I think we're probably five to 10 years away from Clear Creek being ready to go to the NBC. I think it'll happen eventually, but I think it's going to be a while yet. And, you know, uh, as far as that goes, you know, is Waller, you know, 
who yeah. knows if Waller's enrolled. You know, it's it's a uh, it's declined uh, significantly right. from what it used to be. And yeah, the problem is where do they go? Because uh, you know, it, it, with the Womack the way it is now, that probably wouldn't be a bad fit in enrollment. But uh, uh, the closest school would be West Delaware. So that's you know that's a little bit of a trip there for your for your what would be your closest rival. Uh, they're too big for the River Valley, uh, the Cascades, the Monticello, stuff like that. I'm, not, I'm sure they probably wouldn't be wouldn't be thrilled to have them. Or do they consider the MAC, um, which is probably a little not quite as competitive as the conference, uh, not as deep. Uh, so maybe that's a possibility. And, and maybe someday we're going to look at some kind of NBC MAC merger. Combination. That's a that's a ways off too. You know, they could go east west divisions there, and uh, so there, there, there are a lot of possibilities. I think right now we're kind of kind of stuck where we are with with the bigger schools. Uh, it seems like Dewitt's fit pretty fit in pretty well in, in the back. With you know, yeah, least, I, I think so. Right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, the girls are competitive in, in basketball. Um, they're kind of a tweener. Um, you know, they're a little bit better than some of the Davenport schools and whatnot. But, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're quite a bit smaller than the North, uh, North Scots and the PVs. And, um, you know, they're bigger than Assumption, but Assumption always seems to be to be really good at most sports, too. So, um, but, yeah, uh, it's been a, probably a better fit than, than I thought maybe it would be. Although I think it would be a really good fit with that new River Valley. Uh, you know, with Coconut coming in with uh, – Cascade and Comanche and all those schools. I think that would have made a lot of sense if they had just kind of held firm and, and stayed with those schools. We'll find out. I think Grandview Christian needs to go into the uh, into the CIML. They've they've uh, <laughs> they've beaten uh, two uh, of the Des Moines public schools this season and yeah. and beat them pretty easily. East and um, uh, and North. Uh, they have a conference. Are they like in the Western Valley Conference, or is that where uh, they are? No, nah, I think they play as an independent because they played. Okay. They played literally everybody. Uh, I think it was Knoxville last night, and um, they're not playing hardly any YA schools. Yeah. So. Are they really good again? They're really good again. Uh, undefeated. Um, it's gonna be tough for anybody to. To beat them, uh, I think you know another seven footer in there uh, to swat shots away. Uh, uh, kid from I can't even I'm not sure what country he's from. Tobaloba is his name, Daniel. Um, and then a really good guard named Manny Hammonds, who's who's uh, you know who's an all state kind of guy. So uh, yeah, that's just the way it is, uh, yeah. I guess. So. Yeah, I don't know what, what would be a good fit for them. Uh, they're, they're so darn small, and they're not great at a whole lot of sports. Um, you know, where, where's Des Moines Christian? Are they – maybe that would be the conference that they would belong in? They're in uh, – I think they might be in the conference that I was referring to. Um, are they in that league with – not with uh, not with Winterset and those, right? Um, oh, I think – uh, they might be in like with Panorama and Woodward Green okay. and ACGC okay. and some of those schools. Okay. Uh, I think maybe not. I, I might be wrong. 
Uh, I was looking at the, it's not the pride of Iowa, is it? Maybe it is. No, the pride. pride of Iowa is uh, Mount Air and, and some of those schools. Martindale. Oh, in, yeah. Nathan says they're in the West Central Conference. Oh, there we go. Thank you, Nathan. Which I think is the conference that I was referring to. Uh, yeah, Van Meter, ACGC, Panorama, Des Moines Christian. Um, I-35's in that deal. Ogden, Madrid, Pleasantville. Um, uh, so. No, no, I don't know what other, honestly, I don't know what other sports they, they sponsor. Um, I think most sports, I think they've got football. Um, but I think boys basketball is kind of their bread and butter right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, and good for them, you know, it's, uh, it's worked out for them. Um, Hopefully everybody read the nice story on, on Cedar Valley Christian today. We were talking a little bit about that uh, off the air. Uh, looks like uh, going to have a winning team for the first time in 10 years or so. So, um, you saw them the other night, uh, and they're playing, playing now at Newton Christian Academy instead of at Springville, which I think is a good fit. Uh, just what's kind of your, your take on the Huskies and, uh, and their facility over at, uh, at Inca? Yeah, they're uh, they're in the combined program, so and that still gets them up to uh, fifty six enrollment with two pro with two schools. Uh, nice little you know, nice little gym over there. Uh, small, obviously, but new, newish, newer. Um, you know, good, perfect for them. Um, you know, just had uh, uh, seniors, a lot of seniors, uh, seven seniors on this team, which is pretty amazing for us program you know a school that small and mm -hmm. had a kid uh named connor sukel who's uh played at joliet catholic academy as a freshman and sophomore in joliet west high school last year um that's big time suburban basketball in chicago uh moved with his family here and decided he wanted to go to cvc okay. so i mean that's you know you can't get much more different Chicago burbs to, to one, a basketball in Iowa, but he's really kind of helped bring that team together. He leads them in scoring or rebounding assists and, and things like that. Uh, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice story. Uh, it's, it's good. You know, they, they kind of get forgotten obviously just because of their size and, and things like that. But uh, it's good to see them uh, have some success. No question. So Five years ago, the girls seemed kind of poised to make that step, and uh, I think they topped out at nine or ten, nine or ten wins about three or four years ago, and then uh, it's kind of been back to the skids since. Uh, they haven't won a game yet this season, and um, you know they they rarely score twenty points, so uh, a lot of work to be done with the girls. But uh, who's to say it can't be done? Uh, I, I really think that if you get the right system, and the right kids, and the right coach in place, that uh, that you can have success anywhere. Yeah, Grandview Christian. There you go. There's your poster yeah. child, right? So, yeah. at least on the boys' side. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. You can you can win anywhere. You know, basketball. You only need five guys, and yeah. you know, one, one of those five guys is really good, uh, or yeah. girl is really good. You got yourself a team. So yeah, yeah. So where are you, you going to be Friday? Uh, looks like I think Linmar and Kennedy boy girl doubleheader. Um, so that'll be interesting to be the return, uh, the return engagement there. It's at Kennedy. Uh, girls game should be pretty good, right? Yeah. Uh, Lenar's playing really well. Uh, 
they are nine and three right now, which I would say is probably the biggest surprise in the Metro. And, uh, yeah, they've got some wonderful games yet. Um, they, they got some tough games coming up too. Just gotta look at the schedule. They still have to play City. They still have to play Liberty, Wash, Cedar Falls, Pleasant Valley. But uh, there's some wonderful games there, and uh, you know maybe they can end up with 13, 14 wins, which uh, which would be a really nice season for them. What do you have Friday night? Uh, City West. Uh, that's right. That's right. So, um, yeah, and I imagine that'll be a good boys game as well. So. Uh, enjoy your weekend, enjoy your game Friday, and we'll, uh, we'll do this again next week.